0: All right, it's happening. It's time to check in with Brad Foster in Australia. Brad, not calling from your usual place today.
1: No, I'm not, Jesse. I'm calling from the south coast. My wife and I came down here for a long weekend. We're heading home today and in a little seaside town called Kiama, which is about half an hour south of Wollongong. Um, Of course, as luck would have it, it's been raining since we left home, but uh, (laughs) it's a little bit nicer today. I can almost see New Zealand, I think.
0: She's a lucky lady having you to organise long romantic weekends, Brad. (laughs) Well, she just had to leave the car um, because it was a bit
1: windy outside for me to talk to you, so I'm not sure where she's gone. Hopefully, she'll come back um, in 10 minutes or so, (laughs) but... um, it's uh, it's nice to get away, and uh, despite the weather.
0: So tell me about your Saturday night,
1: Brad. Oh, what a game! Uh, I uh, I hope you watched it, uh,
0: Jesse. Well, look, uh, yeah. I was out to dinner at a restaurant um as yeah. part of a big group and i will say that one of the blokes in the group got his phone out and everyone ended up gathering around it and making way too much noise in an inappropriate fashion <laughs> for a restaurant on a saturday night in central auckland it was uh it was a big deal but yes i worked out pretty quickly what was going on what a big night for the matildas
1: oh it was and and something like 3.75 million people watched it on TV as as well as uh, those who were lucky enough to get tickets to the game. I I don't know
0: if I've, um, sorry to interrupt, I don't know if I've mentioned this on air, but um, I've been quite interested in the ratings. More people watched that than any sporting event since 2016. Um, It was comparable to Cathy Freeman's wins. And that includes all male sports, by the way. It's it's really just showing what an audience there is for great sport of any kind.
1: For sure, and uh, there's people are already talking about uh, that. uh, Girls' soccer, particularly, is going to have an increase uh, next year, which is which is great. And the prime minister's even talking about announcing a public holiday if we win the whole thing. But uh, we've got to get through our game on uh, tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, Australia, England, what a great foe as well that's
1: right after the ashes and everything else and uh, it's um no it should be exciting my son uh, actually asked what a matilda was and uh, uh, the other day and i thought it was a girl's name which of course it is but it was also the name for a Bushman swag during the time when we we had bushmen ah. you probably might know the song will sing matilda we do we do uh, the words of it, yeah, it was a poem written by banjo Patterson in 1895 on a property in queensland And a woman living there uh, is said to have written a melody to those words. So the waltzing Matilda was the bag or swag swinging from side to side when a bushman walked.
0: That is great, Brad. Not just a soccer player. Yeah, Yeah. and um, I don't don't know if – have you ever read Bill Bryson's analysis of the lyrics of waltzing Matilda? It's probably one of the funniest passages of writing I've ever read. (laughs)
1: I've I've read, I've read the book but I can't recall that
0: one, no. Yeah, okay, I'll find it, I'll send it to you. It's uh, I laughed out loud several times during that Down Under <laughs> book, um, and I particularly remember the um his confusion at the uh the words in Wilson Matilda. Anyway, yeah. um so good luck, the Matildas. I'll be wearing your special Aussie football journey uh, jersey that you sent me. And um Great. I've gotta say, you know, when uh, the football ferns were kicked out of the tournament it felt very comfortable for me putting my allegiance behind Australia, I wouldn't often say that. I think it's maybe the the slight underdog status that's not often the case yeah. for Australian teams. You know, you you really just kind of want to see those women yeah. get up.
1: Yeah, well, I think England are ranked fourth in the world, so we're we're tenth. So it's going to be a big ask, but. Uh You never know. We only need one and hopefully not uh, ten penalties like we had uh, in the last game against France. That was uh, nail-biting.
0: Yeah. Now, big things. We have some big things in New Zealand. We have a big carrot in Ohakuni. We have a big L&P bottle in Pairoa. Have they got any big things down in Kiama where you are right now?
1: Uh, no, there's a big potato at Robertson, but that's, that's not too far away. I don't think my wife and I will be uh, going there on our way home. There's a homeware store apparently she wants to go to, so uh-huh. uh, we'll be doing that in, instead. But, uh, yeah, big news. The big prawn on the New South Wales central coast uh, has had its head sawn off in the past week, much to the disgust of local residents. Uh, Now, we actually have two big corns. There's a bigger one in Ballina, which is just south of Byron Bay. Um, And I didn't know, there's apparently 600 big things around the country. Uh, Some of the more recognisable ones, the big banana in Coffs Harbour, (laughs) the big guitar in Tamworth. The big merino in Goulburn, and uh, we even have a big bogan Jesse in uh, a little town called <laughs> Ningen five hundred kilometres northwest of Sydney. I think it even has a mullet. I yeah, uh, I haven't seen it personally, but I have seen
0: pictures. <laughs> oh, I'll have to have a look at that picture. Yeah, but bogan um, has a slightly. A slightly nastier tinge is a word in Australia than in New Zealand. That's more derogatory in Australia, whereas in Uh, New Zealand it's uh, sometimes worn as a bit of a badge of pride, I think. That's my analysis anyway.
1: Yeah. These big things, they were built in around the 70s and 80s in an effort to attract tourists. Um, And I do remember as a little boy driving across harbour with the family one Christmas to see the big banana, but uh, there's certainly some... uh, um, that I don't think you need to see. The big oyster, that's not very attractive. <laughs> I would say that the big potato at Robertson probably uh, uh, is, uh, is not nice either. But uh, there you go. They're, they're trying to get to the bottom of what happened to this prawn head on the Central Coast. Yeah, so I'll sorry to hear that. that.
0: What else yeah. is happening in Aussie at the moment?
1: Well, I believe you may have heard of the, the woman, Erin Patterson, uh, who cooked a mushroom meal uh, that is believed to have killed three people, including her ex mother and father-in-law, Don and Gail Patterson, and Gail Patterson's sister, Heather Wilkinson. Her husband, uh, Ian Wilkinson, is recovering in hospital now. This woman cooked the meal. Um, she said, as she's come out in the last couple of days, and said she bought some of the mushrooms from an Asian grocer uh, in Victoria and she was actually hospitalised after eating the, the lunch, but she didn't tell anybody, um, or the police particularly, um, when that happened. And now the police are investigating... Uh, there was a, a food dehydrator that um, uh, this woman allegedly mm. dumped at a local tip. Now, she at first denied she dumped the food dehydrator and then admitted she panicked and didn't want to uh, tell the police because she was worried she might lose custody of her children. Oh, it's a very strange case, and um, the police are um, continuing to uh, to look into it, Jesse, but uh, it's certainly put me off mushrooms this weekend, <laughs> let me tell you. Okay? Yeah,
0: I think you're not the only one, and it has actually had a bit of coverage here in New Zealand. It seems like there's a new juicy detail just about every day at the moment. What else is going on?
1: Um, well, a man was uh, arrested um, yesterday after he allegedly made threats on a Malaysia Airlines flight down for Kuala Lumpur from Sydney, Uh, in the afternoon. The plane turned back to Sydney about two hours into the flight. He's been charged with a string of offences and one uh, single charge of making a false statement about a threat to damage a plane. Uh, Now, that has a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. Uh, We will hear more about that uh, this evening, I'm sure. Uh, Now, I don't know if you are aware, the NRL has announced it's taking four teams to play in Las Vegas for the opening round of the 2020, 2020 no. season Gosh. the Broncos, the Sea Eagles the Rabbitohs and the Roosters I'm not sure why the Warriors weren't in, included because they're certainly having a good season uh, this well they year, probably get some, enough travel as it is yeah probably um, now that will be the first round or those games will be the first round it'll be televised back to uh, Australia and New Zealand of course um, and I wonder what the uh, the Americans will make of it um, we also have uh, Australia's richest woman, Gina Reinhardt. She said she will assist the Gold Coast in hosting the 2026 Commonwealth Games after Victoria pulled out. Um, now, I heard also that Christchurch uh, might be interested in that, or is that just...
0: Uh, I'm sorry, right? I'm not across that story. I wonder if that was a politician saying um, offering Probably. that idea. But does um, yeah. the Gold Coast look like a starter? Didn't they, didn't they host like maybe eight years ago?
1: Yeah, they did, and they've got the the uh, Olympic Games. Well, Brisbane has the Olympic Games in 2032. Um, I, Gina Reinhart, she's, um, of course, got a little bit of money. Um, she supports the Australian, um, uh, particularly swim teams. Um, I don't know whether she would stump up, you know, a billion dollars or more to uh, for the Gold Coast, but um, stranger things have happened.
0: Yeah, that'll be really interesting to see how that one turns out. Thank you, Brad. Great to chat to you as always. Okay, Jesse. That's Brad Foster across the ditch and go to the Matildas tomorrow night. We've got Sweden, Spain to get through at Eden Park this evening. First...